0: direct in the middle of nowhere to the center of everywhere it's beneath the surface with Sean Murphy and Corey Cooper uh, um, I feel like hey we had a Sean welcome back welcome back everyone uh, to a new brand new episode of beneath the surface uh, uh, the boat in-house podcast and by in-house we, we mean in-house in the house in the house we do it all from from concepting the the stories, to doing the stories, to telling them and delivering them on our brand new spanking podcasts,
1: and we're in Cor- Corey's corner office well, facing there- beautiful Highway ninety eight, and he's got one, two, three, four, five windows that face the sun, <clears throat> so it's like you're an ant and some little kid is beaming a magnifying glass at us.
0: We're coming at you live from Destin, <laughs> Florida, overlooking uh, honestly today there's there's no traffic. I get to see it out my windows and dude mm-hmm. in the summer uh i got to go for my office i have to go west to my house and that's going into destin so in the summer at like 6 p.m when everybody's out trying to go to dinner getting off the beaches it takes sometimes like two hours to go six miles today not so much it'll look mm-hmm. like it looks not like it's, so bad
1: it's mellow hey t- real quick not to get off topic but not that we're on a topic now tell me about i saw a picture that your wife posted last night of your daughter ava who is six or eight. Uh, she's seven, seven.. I'll, I'll, Straddle- look at me. <clears throat> she's sitting in your front yard holding <laughs> two rattlesnakes. Both of them are twice as big as her.
0: Yeah, one of them was one of them' was male, and one of them was female. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was I'm for, for those of you guys that are familiar with the South Florida uh, lower I mean Panhandle of Florida, lower Alabama. Uh, it's coming up on hunting season. It's about, it's about a month away on hunting season. I was coming back from a wedding in Auburn, Alabama, coming back down to Destin, stopped by my farm, which is halfway in between, and was driving on my side-by-side around to go check all the deer feeders. And my daughter, Ava, was riding with me. We took two separate cars. My, my sons were with Magda. They're mommy's boys, so they're riding with me. <laughs> Mama. 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 So Ava was cool. She rode with me. I was like, all right, Ava, let's get in the side-by-side. So we're going. We're d- we get down to, you know, near this one uh, feeder. And I look over. And, it, dude, this thing looks like it's 100 feet long. Because it's two snakes, yeah. rattlesnakes, oh, yeah. mating. Oh, they were mating? Yeah. They, uh, were they wrapped up, like, coiled, like No, they each were, other? like, just the tail. Just about to. Just uh, the tail. So yeah. it looked like it was one giant, uh-huh. you know, literally 15-foot-long snake. Wow. And... Uh, we, I got a lot of kids on my farm, and I know there's a lot of animal lovers out there. And, and look, I you, I don't want to kill snakes. I don't want to kill anything. But these things uh, would kill my two kids, three kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, It's close to my house. We have a house there and stuff. So I saw two snakes sitting out, chopped their heads off. And instead of just leaving them out in the field and bringing them back, we brought them back to Destin. Uh, this is getting very gory now. <laughs> we were going to skin them and make some cool stuff uh, out of out – of, uh, the snakes and but my, now my, tomorrow
1: hopefully we're gonna do a cool photo shoot with Avo and dress her up in some some cool outfit and I'm gonna do a rad photo shoot with her with the snakes. So,
0: yeah you were you were talking about a photo. She was holding yeah. both of them up. She yeah, likes just, she likes touching the, animals. Yeah, she super, doesn't care. Super awesome. My boys well Maxim wouldn't touch it. He's like no it's
1: he, got blood he, I saw him picking up a snake at your farm before, right? A rattlesnake, wasn't he? Yeah he likes live things. Oh. If he sees blood <laughs> He, Maxim is the kind of kid that would see that snake and jump out. And yeah, if you see up.
0: blood, is the thing that he's like, "Oh no, it's I don't want to touch it. I might get blood." Yeah, but if it's alive, he's got no problems. Right, right. really strange. Uh, so what are we talking about today? So today, uh, well, actually, let's before we jump into, it, we're going to talk about the Power Act today. Uh, it's our latest product we've released, and it uh, just came out yesterday uh, as the podcast is released. But we took a break last week on podcasts mid-year break this is gonna be our 28th episode yeah, it's pretty cool already mm-hmm. isn't that nuts i love it we needed a little break it's the one week break uh it's been pretty cool we've had a lot of downloads i uh, been really impressed with the response so we're gonna keep going uh keep investing energy into it and hope you guys like it so today we're gonna to be talking about the power rack the power rack is 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 pretty unique uh from the kind of products we've made before meaning that it's it's electronic uh we've Sean, we're going to talk about the story about how we developed it. We kind of did it briefly on our Facebook Live. Uh, if you guys haven't visited Facebook, go to our Facebook account. Uh, we will have a live, a Facebook Live. It's about ten to fifteen minutes long, going over this product. So it'd be another helpful uh, spot to go check it out. But this is a project that's lasted like you know two to three years. It was kind of a creeper of a project, you know, meaning it was one of those things I didn't know if we how we were going to do it first, second if it was going to be cool or not, and then third, if it was going to be feasible. You know what I mean? Like, once, it's, once we answer all those questions, can we actually deliver on it for the cost that we want to do? And the idea basically came from, you know, in the, the kayak fishing world and just the general kind of direction of the consumer ecosystem of having power inside of a kayak or a paddleboard. Uh, it started, on, from my perspective, with our buddy Billy Billy Rossini. Mm-hmm. You remember old Billy? Oh, yeah. Doing the wake surf. He Lights. owned Lights, company. He owns a company called Noqua, uh Lights, and they are the lights that you see. If you see anybody paddling at night or the pictures on Instagram or Facebook, when the whole bottom of the board is lit up, that's Billy's system. And basically, it's, it's like a retrofit kit. So you've got two little batteries that sit on top of your board, and then he has two LED strip lights that you just kind of strap to the bottom of your board. But it, you, have to move, you have to put them on and take them off each time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty user-intensive. It's cool, but it's just, like I said, it's a retrofit. So I saw that, you know, on Billy's side of things. And then I saw what a lot of the, the kayak fishermen were doing, running, uh, like, GPSs and fish finders. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's,
1: I, mean. I remember, was it, must have been, I bet it was three years ago, I came into the darkroom room. One day, and you and Pete were fitting a rover.
0: I think it was three years Pete, ago. It was probably two years Pete ago.
1: Was, Pete had actually gutted a rover and yep. was trying to figure out a way to run wiring to make make sense of all yep. this, and we were going to take it to the Everglades, right? So,
0: yeah, to back up on that, the original process, the original thought for what we were going to do, uh, we were going to electrify a rover, so basically the rover was going to have all the wiring and stuff internal with it. Then you'd have these little rechargeable batteries that clicked into it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a, a giant DeWalt drill yeah. Yeah. so that you just take the batteries on and off and you recharge them and then it charges up your lights, your cockpit lights, and then a fish finder slash GPS, which was, I mean, I guess it's just a traditional thinking, you know, coming from Marine and coming from boats that the power is kind of integrated into the, the boards. Right. And you came in and you were watching uh, Pete and I go through the process basically of doing just that, taking the rover apart and figuring out how we were going to internally run all the wires and all yeah. the lights.
1: Yeah, and if you own, a, if you're a boat person, and I, I don't own a boat, I use everyone else's boats because I break everything. But the <laughs> the common theme across everyone who owns a boat is electricity, yep. wiring, the speakers, the stereos never work. So if you if you think about in terms of a small boat, which is a rover, the whole thing is wet all the time. All the time. It's going to be there's there's a lot of challenges to that. So you know, coming up with The thing you're about to talk about now was super
0: smart. So the the idea, the goal was we just wanted to get, one, we wanted to get lights on the deck of a board so people can see what's on the deck at night without having to use flashlights and headlamps and stuff, you know, just to Mm -hmm. have it all the time running, you know, LED lights or whatever. That was kind of one step in the rover. Two, we wanted nav lights, you know, so you could have be able to, like, paddle this thing or run this thing at night. Uh, Three, we we wanted to have... uh, accessory power. So whether it's powering a speaker or a phone or a, a bubbler for a, like a, a shrimp, like a live well or a GPS, you know, a power port that could power. So if somebody uses a fish finder or whatever, you just had all these little options. That was the main idea. And we started off basically doing it in, inside the board. And so we we went down this, down this path of doing it inside the board. And you and me and Pete, or Pete, you and I, however you want to say it, uh, grammatically correct decided we were going to go test it out in the everglades on one of our famous everglades trips and like you said man we we did all this decked it all out we had motors you know we teamed up with lawrence got some gps's and all that fish finders and really quickly man we knew just because of the way we had kind of positioned some of the batteries and and things inside the rover that (laughs) it could work was it like five minutes into our trip that there's like eh yeah, so, look, the batteries are potted, which means they're, they're they're sealed. Like, they're completely encapsulated batteries. These things are meant to be dropped in the water or submerged. The Connectors are waterproof as well. Uh, all the stuff that we used on the board, which was Yak Power Lighting Systems, was built to be waterproof. However, the terminals and terminations and all that stuff being effectively underwater for most of the time is where you got the... Uh, I mean, if anybody listening to this that's, that does uh, water electronics is going to know, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, and it was. It was really just to test out if this was possible. So I remember running, you know, we've we've got our rovers and we're running at like, you know, 10 miles an hour, completely loaded down with 500 pounds of gear. Mm-hmm. Looking over at Pete and I'm like, Pete, what if we just put this on the rack that we're using, the grab rack at the time on the rover, what if we just put everything in this self-contained like rack that just slides in and out of the boards and nothing is in the actual board? So smart. So you don't actually have anything inside the board. It's all in this removable ecosystem. And it goes in and goes out and it's all above the waterline. Charging your garage at night. Yeah. And that's why I love having you. And it's you an accessory on, That's
1: why when you come on a shoot, it's so useful because you actually
0: were on the board got to use that and, and, and come, you know, come up with a well, solution. Well, not only that, so here's another thing, too. Retroactively now, anybody that has a Rackham or a Rover or whatever else is going to be able to add this. Right. Whereas you'd had to buy a completely new board mm-hmm. with all the stuff integrated into the board. Plus, on the business side of things, it makes it easier for us to service. So if there's anything wrong with them, we're just shipping your axe back uh. and forth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if we need to do any warranty service or repairs or whatever, it's just in a rack. So we can replace them, get a new rack back to us, and do whatever as opposed to having to ship boards across the country. So right. it was part strategic, part business, part uh, you know product application. Is why we came up with the idea. Uh, so w- with that being said, I want to just talk a little bit about the actual power rack how it functions and kind of the partnership behind it and just some utilizations, like how you can use it. What is it good for? So I'll start, Sean, and you can just talk about some of the things that you think it'll be good for because you've, I mean, you've shot it now, you've seen it, you've ran with it. I mean, mine's pretty cool. I mean, for me,
1: like I don't own a Rover, but I want one now. Yeah. I mean, I love a Rover. Don't get me wrong. You shot
0: me the the photos when you guys did the photo shoot uh of the Rover at dusk. Yeah. I mean, it insane.
1: transforms it. It's insane. But you know, my buddy Harry, Harry Madison, and I, um, you know, my fishing partner, we, you know, we're out there all the time. You know, go- oh, Google Earth looking for new spots, doing this. Just the fact to, to see that the, the Garmin on There to see the your phone <laughs> charger, and just says all your hooks being stuck into the little, and it's just all right at ergonomically at the perfect spot. You can put a little radio, there's a little spot to hang your radio speaker, plug your Pandora in, <clears throat> have your fish hooks, have a, a map of where you <clears throat> are, and it's all, have up it all in, lit up and it's lit up. And it's in, and the you know your port and starboard lights because you have to have that, you'll get pulled over, you'll get a ticket. So, you've got all the things. Right there, and, it's like, and these are all the things that prevented me from really using a rover most of the time because it, 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 it's a little, it, you know, to be out on the water at dusk and at night and all these other—it's just too hard.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll speak about it. So basically, what the Power Rack is—you're going to have to use your creative imagination here. Before actually, you're going to go to our website. You're going to go check out the Power Rack website webpage or go to our Facebook account and check it out. But the Power Rack uh, is in simple forms. It's a kind of a welded aluminum rack that slides into our receivers on our on, on our stand up paddle boards. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with kind of our rack system, uh, go check out our accessories page, our accessories and gear on our website. Uh, we have multiple different kind of what we call racks, which allow you to kind of accessorize and use and you know put different things on the board, whether it's fishing rods or hang backpacks or or, or hold coolers or whatever. Uh, this particular one. Is meant to go in front of the paddler, uh, so it works on two of our, our boards, mainly meant for fishing, which is the Rackhams and the Rovers. Uh, it goes in front of the paddler. I know of you thinking, well, if it goes in front of you, isn't it going to be in your way? Uh, ergonomically, it's positioned to kind of be just enough away from you that your paddle actually swings over the rack when you're paddling, uh, going back and forth, and it's just close enough so you can grab it reaching out with your front arms. So if you can imagine yourself standing on a, on a stand-up paddle board, this is going to be about let's call it, 18 to 24 inches away from you, uh, in front of you. Uh, It's got two rod holders that are on the left and the right, so you can place a rod in front of you, which is pretty, again, it's pretty ergonomically handy to have the rods right in front of you. Uh, It's helpful to slide the rods down in it, and then you can tie your knot, you know, uh, from when the rods are in place, or just store them, or whatever. Now, the power rack is, is, it's the welded aluminum. Now, inside of it, all the wiring for this thing is concealed in the actual tubular frame of the power rack and then there's a top tray and a bottom tray and the top tray can contains the yak power control system and i'll talk about the guys at yak power in a second just so we, i can discuss kind of the relationship there the bottom tray which is closer to the deck of the board it's about a foot off the deck of the board, contains. Uh, an area to place two rechargeable noqua batteries so they simply hang inside of the lower tray it literally takes one second to pull them in pull them out and replace them and either the entire rack can be slid out of the board uh so I, I just unmuted
1: i was muted for a wow. second because i was muted. a piece of candy but i was going to ask you how long do those batteries last
0: i'll get to that in two seconds <laughs> so the batteries can come in and out or the rack comes in and out of the board and the batteries just stay in them. They're very simple. It's, it's a simple self-contained unit that comes completely out of the board, so you don't have to keep it on the board. No power if you don't want. If you want it, it slides in in seconds. So your whole rack is self-contained, right? So now, inside of the rack, the Yak Power Control System that I mentioned earlier has five different control ports that you can control different points of power through a simple little control puck. So it's very simple. It's like an, It's like a uh, anything that you you're you familiar with as an, as an integration from turning power on and off, it's a power button, hit nav lights power, LED power, GPS power, or accessory port one and two. It's all it does. Very simple. One little point of integration, bam, bam, bam. You can turn it on or off and you control all this stuff. So the batteries, uh, <clears throat> with one battery, it'll run uh, the lights, all the lights on the, on the rack for up to six hours. So you can, you can run the whole thing with the GPS running you'll probably have about one and a half to two hours uh, with the GPS running and one single battery in there. If you have multiple batteries, you can probably get up to four hours of runtime with the GPS and uh, uh, the lights running, which is four hours at night if you 're running in the daytime without the lights, you can probably get the GPS with two batteries to run for about six hours. Mm. I know this is very theoretical. You can't hold us to this. We're just giving you some loose run times because of the, the variance in charging batteries and batteries life and, you know, how hot this stuff runs. But put it to you this way. It'll run a pretty, pretty, pretty good amount of time with just the GPS on or just the lights on. Now, the beautiful thing is if you want to take extra batteries, throw some extra batteries in your high water bag, you know, buy two or three extra batteries, you could run theoretically all day with a few extra rechargeable batteries. Ready to rip. Here in the
1: Everglades, you could rip out those cool sol- solar charging panels that we had and, and charge yep. them up. It, it, it's a great, it's such an awesome system.
0: Yeah, and then just, you know, just back to kind of some of the high-level theoretics of it, uh, I've always been, one of my things, one of the things I try to conserve and protect with our brand, and I know it's not going to sound the same, but it's simplicity. You know, like keeping things simple. You know, and obviously our stand-up paddle boards can be a little more complex when you start talking about the accessories and everything that we have on them compared to you know maybe some of the other competition that's out there but in spirit they're all very simple methods of uh achieving like what we're trying to do i'll give you an example so the tackle rack on the board on our board is legitimately nothing more than a tubular piece of you know 6061 anodized aluminum And it's a simple way to hold your rods and your bags and all the other stuff on it, on a stand-up paddleboard. Very simple. Simple piece of aluminum. Compare that to some kayaks to where you have to have all these different little rod holder integrations Mm -hmm. and all these different parts and pieces to achieve. You know, it's 100 pieces instead of one piece. I watch guys at the beach sometimes.
1: I'll go out fishing. I'll see some guys pull up in the parking lot with their kayaks. And when I come back from fishing, they're still setting them up. Yeah, it looks like they're they're literally building a, a watercraft out on the beach, and it's insane to me that. But I guess you know.
0: Well, look, I mean, <laughs> it's people like it. I'm yeah. just I'm trying to do my so, best to make the the, the brand philosoph you know philosophy of keeping things simple as possible. Not that it's like I said, it's not the simplest thing, but from a, like basically we've taken a stand up paddleboard now and given it a center console. Yeah,
1: look man, if you want to if you want to have a GPS on a paddleboard, it doesn't get any more simple than no. this.
0: No. We've taken a it's a center <laughs> console. A GPS,
1: let me say that again. GPS on a paddleboard with lights and depth finders all these things i mean on a freaking paddleboard are you kidding me like that's a game changer
0: yeah it's it, fish it, it,
1: finder like what that,
0: <laughs> that should be our our marketing statement the paddleboard now has a center console yeah it, you know what i mean exactly
1: what it is it's insane
0: it's cool yeah well for those of you guys uh that are interested in it you know we wanted to do a podcast just kind of some behind the scenes on on the, the pod uh, the 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 power Act development—it's uh, cool. We're, you know, we're not going to make a whole lot of them. They're—they're they're, going to be in and out of stock as as we go through the year. Uh, it's a really cool product. I'm to see how they perform. You know, how people respond to them. I think it's—I honestly think, you know, just being transparent here, it's going to kind of set some future direction of some of the other accessories you know mm-hmm. where we can mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. I mean if you look in the world, dude, uh, I just sent you that that Hummer EV mm-hmm. all electrified. Mm-hmm. The things you can do with with mm-hmm. with bringing this kind of stuff into it like for example, the power rack, the little, little spoiler alert has the future ability to be controlled by an app. So it's we built it so you can control it with an app. And you know, there's a lot of other cool things that that'll lead to uh, down the road is Mm -hmm. you start looking at companies like Peloton or or whatever, you know, where it's all integrated. Mm -hmm. I I see, I definitely see some cool future there. Yeah. Me too. Big shit. Peloton meets paddling. Paddling. Oops. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, well, that was a good one. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of, of beneath the surface. Um, Again, we we're not a whole lot of storytelling, but just some cool behind the scenes. Thought you guys would dig kind of how we developed the the Power Rack. Check it out if you haven't seen it on our website. And, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Stay tuned for more. We're going to keep this train rolling with the podcasts. Uh, you know, we got holidays right around the corner. We're going to be... We're going to be actually talking, shifting gears and and doing a little more, like, informational things over the next, you know, two or three episodes. Just addressing some of the concerns people have about stand-up paddling. You know, can I do it? Where do I paddle? What's good for me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just stuff that we take for granted. So, you guys stay tuned for more and check out more episodes beneath the surface. Thanks.